Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents on comic characters and pop culture. This issue, we'll be sharing some of our current favorite comics and why you should give them a shot. So this week, we decided to go over Hostess Choice. Is that what we're calling it? Yep, according to our notes. (laughs) And it's essentially just going over some of the recent things that we've been really interested in and just want to talk about and can't shut up about basically and then recommending it to you so that you can't shut up about it and you tell everybody about it and you get kicked out of your local comic book store because <laughs> you just keep on talking about it but at least it'll get you interested in it hopefully <laughs> or you can just leave now that's fine <laughs> so what i wanted to talk about was white knight which is a short miniseries, eight issues by Sean Murphy. And I'll be talking about Super Sons, which was written by Peter Tomasi, who was previously writing Superman. Previously. Previously. Yeah, because now we have Bendis, because, ooh, Bendis, so amazing. Yeah, whatever, he still has a lot to prove to me, <laughs> let me tell you. He's only written an issue so far, right? Two issues? Bendis? Yeah. He's written five. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't follow Superman. Man of Steel is on five. It'll be six soon. And then he'll start like his actual run on Superman. Because this is oh, just like the I opening run. I was thinking run. action comics. Oh no, he hasn't that? started on action comics okay. yet. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. They start back up in August. Okay. So briefly going over White Knight. It is set in a different timeline, so it's not going to impact anything that's currently running in DC. It's not going to impact the wedding. It's not going to impact anything in Detective Comics. And it's essentially just a new exploration on the relationship between Bruce Wayne as Batman and then the Joker, who we learn is a character called Jack Napier. I think that's how you pronounce the word Napier. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Napier. (laughs) Napier. (laughs) Jacques Napier. (laughs) Imagine. Sean Murphy comes out of the woodwork and he's like, Jacques. 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 <laughs> so this is a gritty Batman in a different way. I think DC, this is the only way DC greenlit it because it was grittier. Because <laughs> everything in DC now is grittier. If it's not grittier, if it doesn't have grittier in like the little summary, then it's not a DC title, obviously. And again, it's eight issues. So it's something that's a very kind of compact and just lives within its own realm. So it starts off following how Batman is kind of like deteriorating in the sense of we know in a lot of Batman titles he always talks about and it's touched upon the fact that if he can go a little too far and Batman does not want to go over this edge where if he does something a little too far he's just not going to be able to stop like let's say killing the Joker shooting a gun killing any bad guy let's say and he's always talking about that that it's going to push him over the edge it's an edge he's never going to be able to come back from just because he's still so consumed by grief I mean that's the whole reason he picks up the mantle and White Knight starts off by Batman man being over that edge so you have his sidekicks being nightwing obviously dick grayson and batgirl as barbara gordon and it's exploring a completely different relationship with both nightwing and babs as batgirl because they're no longer kind of his firsts in a sense jason todd was his first robin so the relationship not only between Dick Grayson and Robin and Dick Grayson as Nightwing and just being a legacy character for Batman kind of shifts because he's no longer the first. He's haunted by what happened to Jason Todd because initially you're shown the same story that we see with poor Jason. Constantly dead. (laughs) Constantly tortured. And that's that's kind of the only constant apparently in Jason Todd's life and it's something that's pulled out from other continuities but that's just an interesting relationship and the fact that not only is Joker a little more mad and Joker a little more 
obsessed with Batman, you think, how can you get more obsessed? Well, read White Knight and you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) So consumed with his relationship as Joker with Batman and there's a constant battle throughout Gotham City. And it's the fact that he ends up ingesting some pills that Batman basically forces down his throat and he ends up being able to suppress Joker because you learn throughout the story that there are two parts of this man he's not just Jack and he's not just Joker he is both and they're kind of like living and battling within him and the story then follows how Jack Napier who's been able to completely suppress the Joker is going to save Gotham he is going to make things different in a different way than Batman does and kind of the relationship that gets shown is not only do Batman and the Joker as Jack Napier they are both breaking laws in different ways but it's a kind of a more real Gotham City in the sense that you just can't swing around trying to fight people but you have to get into the heart of the city and the heart of politics to be able to kind of give new life to Gotham City and save the people. So I think that's what the interesting take is on White Knight and obviously there are some really cool kind of fight scenes in it not just between the Joker and Batman not just between Batman and Gotham PD because obviously Batman has to get in the way sometimes, and GCPD has to get in the way sometimes as well. But there are some really iconic Batman villains. You still have Harley, you still have Hatter, you still have Clayman, and Dr. Freeze. That's his name in this one, right? For my own clarification. Isn't there a Mr. Freeze? I think it is Mr. Freeze, not Dr. Freeze. So which is, okay, what's it? Oh, Mr. Cold, Dr. Cold. So there's Dr. (laughs) Who's the one from Flash? Who's the one from Flash? Captain, Captain Cold. Cold. Okay. I was Captain like, Hold and Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Captain Hold. Captain Hold. <laughs> so it's Mr. Freeze? Yes. Okay. So you still have your very, like, iconic Batman villains, obviously. I don't think you can get in any storyline sometimes without hearing about the Joker, but you still have a lot of other characters running around there. And it's this interesting development, not just between, and I know anyone who listens to this is going to groan, but not just the development between the Joker and Harley, but just with Joker and the city and being kind of a savior because that's one of the sole purposes for Murphy writing this is flipping that role between Batman and the Joker. So that's kind of like a brief overview. Not brief at all, but an overview. <laughs> and I think it was pretty succinct. Succinct? Really? Yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't know anything about this when I actually picked up White Knight. I yeah, did why not, did you pick it up? <laughs> I did not know any of this like juicy stuff that I now I'm like please go read it I picked it up because I wanted to know why Jason was being tortured in Joker's basement um (laughs) you see images around online and there is this scene about Jason's death which is really early on so hopefully I'm not spoiling too much but I mean you figure this out in issue two and it's Harley running to Batman to tell him that Jason is in Joker's basement and I'm like what the hell is happening what is white night what's going on I was like it's another Jason like recon yes. what's happening <laughs> i was like i need to know where this is from so i went online and i started reading it and then that's when i'm kind of just obviously interested by this entire relationship not just between batman joker batman and his sidekicks and batman in the city because i think there's something so pure about batman and gotham just like you hear it all the time you can't have the waynes of gotham city and you can't have gotham city without bruce wayne and so many people aren't realizing that you don't have bruce wayne without batman anymore because bruce kind of died a long time ago and he's just this mashup and constantly trying to figure out who's real is it batman is it bruce and then in white knight 
Batman's more real than Bruce ever was. That kind of like flipping, because sometimes you're wondering who is real as a reader, just the same way that Batman's trying to figure it out. So that's why I wanted to read it. I was like, what's happening to Jason? And then <laughs> the I one do... <laughs> driving motivation. <laughs> Where's Jason Todd is the main driving motivation, usually. And then just seeing that change in Batman versus Gotham, Batman versus Joker, and then Joker with Harley, Joker with Gotham City as well. And honestly, <laughs> one of the main reasons I kept reading past issue one, just because I was like, this is, this is kind of weird. Batman has thigh high boots. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't and I was like, I need to know what happens. I was like, this is a new Batman. This is a new He Batman. was edgier. He was grittier. So he got higher boots to show how gritty he really was. His legs are so long. <laughs> Batman is a fucking model. I just can't. So, like, just hear you talk about this, I'm like, wow, like, really in-depth stuff. Like, this is really making me think. I bet that's why, like, this inverse of, like, the dynamic is why she kept reading it, because it was so interesting. Batman has thigh high boots. And then then that's what I get. I kept reading it because Batman has thigh high boots. And then I want to say, like, a couple issues later, GCPD ends up breaking into Wayne Manor because of something or another. Read it, and you'll find out why. And Bruce is still in his Batman getup. So he has to do something very quick. He has to be on his feet and he has to be the world's greatest detective, right? So no one finds out. So when when GCPD breaks through the door, he just shrieks in a pink fluffy robe and acts like he's just been caught in the act of something as Bruce Wayne. And it was gold. It was beautiful. And Sean Murphy, thank you. Because every day of my life, I just think about how I should just cosplay Batman in a pink fluffy coat. And no one would know who you are. (laughs) No one would know where I'm from. Not even Sean Murphy. I bet Sean you. Sean Murphy would be like, she's so small. What the hell? She does not have those long legs. Where are the thigh-high boots? I spent my entire day's drawing. But the more I kept on reading, the more I loved the relationship between Batman and Joker, which is something that I never say. I have never in my entire life said that I've wanted more Joker. And I don't think I wanted more than eight issues. I think it was a really good way to touch upon things. Leaves you wanting more, but not so much that you can't read anything else. But it's just so rich in things to think about not only is it touching on things that maybe have been spoken about and other things because i don't think you can do anything really new in batman i think it's really hard to do something completely new but there's also towards the end the more you read about it there's new levels to the relationships between batman and alfred and batman and kind of his wards that i wish or richer and other things because i think murphy really does understand those divides in batman and really evenly plays them up not only the parts of him that shouldn't be talked about like let's say his kind of love and thirst for kind of like hurting people sometimes because sometimes you're, you're thinking is batman really hitting them too hard like is he because i think in the earlier comics sometimes you get that where he's like i went a little too far maybe i shouldn't have done that but i mean it's been how many years too many <laughs> do i want <laughs> to you say mean? 80 oh like batman comics yeah. in general 75 Okay. So, I mean, you obviously it grows and we've all gone in a darker path for all comics in DC, I think. As we touched upon, grittier is better, according to anyone working at DC. According to Didio. Yeah. He Family has to doesn't say- sell. Fuck you, Didio! <laughs> anyway, yeah, that'll be on my, my side of the... <laughs> we found some things online, which I know you can't believe everything online, but she'll touch upon that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's my part of this podcast. <laughs> she'll get there and i think it not again not only plays up some of the things that maybe you don't want to like 
believe of Batman, like those darker things, but really is true to the love that he has, not only for people, but for Dick, for Barbara, for Alfred, and for Gotham City. Because I think towards the end, Murphy does a really good exposition on how Batman's not okay, and that Bruce is never going to be okay, but that he's doing things and he's trying, and just because you try doesn't mean you do your best, but he's trying. And I think that's just an amazing sentiment for some somebody so iconic and that's one of the reasons why the more you read it the more i love white knight and i think everybody should go out and at least get to issue three issue one if you're not into weird continuity will not make sense to anyone because issue one batman is driving the batmobile on rooftops injuring civilians and shoving pills down joker's throat while he's gagging and foaming at the mouth so if you want to believe in like the iconic batman that's not really your drive but the more you read about it it's a really good exploration on a character that has been around for so long and the community that's revolving around him and evolved around him yeah i wanted to say evolving and revolving and i said evolve evolve (laughs) the evolution (laughs) the evolution not only the characters that are revolved around batman but that have grown with him so i think those are my 20 cents on white knight and sean murphy not only writes this he draws it he pencils it he fucking colors it he does everything and it's some of these splash pages are things that i i wish i could have framed somewhere and dc should just print splash pages for me to be able to buy on their website the same way that they should give me virgin covers that i can order but no that's fine dc that's fine losing money dc losing money you are you can oh my gosh just some of batman and thigh high boots i need (laughs) I need that. And I don't need a lot of Batman things in my life. So, I don't know. Do you have any questions about White Knight? Um, no, but, like, that explanation really made me interested <laughs> in it. And you, I've heard you talk about it before, but, like, I don't know. Now I'm like, damn, that sounds, like, super interesting. The only reason I didn't pick up White Knight was because I don't give a fuck about the Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry if that offends anybody out there, but I don't give a fuck about the Joker. Like, I'm fair. so tired of him. I'm like, yeah. Bleh. The Joker, again, really. And I think it's because I've just, I'm grown tired of the way people have written him. Mm-hmm. Because they write, they write him really flat because everybody knows who the Joker is. So they think that they can get away with just giving us this, like, crazy man with no reasoning. But at the same time, yeah, that's the Joker. But he also has layers to him like any other human being. And do something new. Yeah. And so I did find it very interesting the way that the author decided to write him as, like, the savior of Goth. Them, mm-hmm. rather than like it's destruction so i i do appreciate him turning around and doing something different with the joker because again i'm i've grown exhausted of the same old joker but at the same time the the idea of him ever being the savior of anything is just like no <laughs> and that's that's kind of also a dichotomy between Gotham civilians because you have people who are voting for this man in political runs and then you have the anchors and the announcers being like this is the Joker because it's it's not like Jack Napier was released from Arkham and nobody knew that he was the Joker he's not trying to hide his past he ends up um, actually getting getting multiple psychiatric tests because everybody's like there's no way that the Joker is not the Joker and whatever was in these pills whatever was in this medication that was initially shoved down his throat that now he continues to take kind of helps him suppress whatever insanity leads to the joker because i don't think there's a textbook in the world that can even (laughs) touch upon that and people realize that and they're aware that jack napier was a joker he has murdered he has tried to destroy everything though i mean 
and they're still voting for him yeah. and they still want him in because he's taking some risks in kind of um, dilapidated parts of Gotham because not only do we have obviously those who have things in Gotham City like the Waynes and just everyone who attends those galas but you still have those poorer parts of Gotham yeah, like City. East End where yeah. Catwoman and Jason basically lived and grew up and stuff. Yeah, you still have those portions of Gotham City that now Jack is kind of trying to come out of their woodwork and recreate and just make better and through his own kind of twisted means, which kind of still keeps that dichotomy of Batman and the Joker because now they're both working for the same thing, but they're both in kind of crooked ways. Because I think in comics, you get to the point where you overlook being a vigilante as a crime but it still is, and I know that's something that gets thrown in Bruce's face all the time, that you're still committing crimes, but it's just because he thinks they're good. And now it's a man who's no longer crazy, who has, still has Joker playing inside his head, but is doing things that he thinks is right to make Gotham better. So it's fun. 10-10, yeah. recommend. Sounds super interesting. If I wasn't so tired of Joker and Batman, I'd be on that. <laughs> but I am. I so am. And that's fair. Just give give Sean Murphy some love, I guess, on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'd be like, bro, I totally appreciate <laughs> your take on the Joker and you're trying to do something different with these two. 100%. But I can't. <laughs> I can't. I mean, maybe I'll try. Maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't know. But you do make it sound very engaging. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And if I can win her over, maybe I'll get one person, the only person who listens to this, to go out and think about White Knight. So what was your pick? Well, on the other side of the cone... Cone? Cone? (laughs) The cone? Who says that? Who says the other side of the cone? Two-faced bitch. Okay. (laughs) Never heard a Harvey Dent thing in my life. Yeah, I don't even Harvey Dent. But anyway, so on the other side of that, you know, desolation, destruction, making you think, psychological analysis of Batman and Gotham and like his place in the world and what he means to the people and like all this deep rooted shit that like really interesting. On the other side of that, I picked Super Sons, basically Robin, Damian Wayne. Would you say this is your recommendation? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, yes, this is my recommendation. Shun, shun, shun. So, and I think that it's a good idea to recommend something like gritty and something fun. Uh, <laughs> something more. going to hire me just to talk about gritty. gritty things. So something lighthearted and something, uh, a lighter read. I feel like White Knight's definitely a denser read. Oh, yeah. Yes, because you have to like, there's so many nuances for you to consider in that. So on the other side of that, Super Sons is really a light read in comparison, definitely. And you do get to obviously explore the dynamic between Superboy which is John Kent, which is the son of Lois Lane and Clark Kent. Pretty easy <laughs> to really pick up on that. And then Damian Wayne, which is Talia and Bruce's <laughs> son. And so you basically have this little team up. And not that we haven't seen like a super bad team up ever in our lives, obviously. Um, <laughs> and th- that's the reason I picked it up, because I really do enjoy super bad team ups. Um, so obviously I was a big fan of Superman and Batman always teaming up and then Tim Drake and you had a shot for every super bat team up you'd black out oh a hundred percent I think (laughs) it's like is it a super bat team up yeah I'd pick it up like I'd read it right away so that that was like my instinct with super sense like oh this is like another super bat team up and since rebirth kind of like made Tim and Khan disappear from the face of the world I was lacking I was lacking my Robin Superboy like fix um in rebirth so then when i saw this series come up by tomasi i was like 
huh, they're they're back, but they're little and it's different, <laughs> but like it's still a super bad team up. It's still a Robin and uh Super. So I was like, I don't really like Damien, because I mean, who likes Damien? Let's be real. <laughs> uh so I was like, I don't really like Damien, but just wait There's... for someone trying to be Damien, throw a batter at you right now, being like, how dare you? <laughs> and kill me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. But I was willing to give it a chance because that was the only thing in the new Rebirth lineup that really attracted my attention. Just because ever since, like, New 52, I was like, blah, like, blah on a bunch of things and a bunch of titles from DC. So I wasn't really too hyped about Rebirth and getting back into it. But again, I, I saw the title and I was like, this is cute. This seems fun. It's a super bad team up. So I went in and I read it. And I was like, Peter Tomasi is the only man who should ever write Damian Wayne because he's the only person who has ever made him likable in my opinion like he i know he did have an arc in new 52 batman it was one of the final ones um and it's the one where damien dies and comes back like he had that arc Boo. yeah why do you have to come back right yeah <sighs> but <laughs> but he definitely humanizes damien and i think that's a lot that's something that no author really does like or even tries to do just because so many authors dislike Damien like fans and authors are like a lot of people dislike him like I've talked to authors like especially older ones and they're like oh Damien and you're like mm, yeah that's how pretty much everybody feels but I I definitely applaud Tomasi for not letting that get to him when he writes Damien and you can tell that he really tries to make him a likable character like he still got that like little shit attitude like but he does he's not this little weird murder machine that everybody makes him that, like, I have to kill people because I'm the demon's head heir or whatever the fuck. Like, he's not like that at all. And I really like how Tomasi explores him growing as a person. Like, getting a friend in John. Like, making a friend with him. And also John growing to accept people that, like, are different from him. Because he's never met anyone like Damien, obviously. Because he was raised in Apple Pie Land. Yeah. Like, he was gung-ho. Like, everybody's a happy, nice person. Like, my, my dad and my grandparents and all these people. But no. No, they're not. And, like, so it's definitely an exploration in their characters. And especially John, because we don't know much about him. Like, he was created in Rebirth. Like whole new character which is another appeal to it it's like this is new so and it's always fun to like see new characters I'm not gonna lie i was scared to ask like how long john has been around <laughs> no he's a he's a rebirth creation uh he's a peter tomasi creation because he um basically wrote him into the superman story um so disclaimer super sons like the initial plot does start in superman um you don't necessarily need to read it i think you'll still get a feel for everything that's happening and who john is and his place in things if you just start from issue one and there's only 16 issues it just recently ended at, like white knight uh mm -hmm. recently just ended so you can pick up the entire thing you can binge read it whatever you want and they're both relatively short series so eight and then 16. You could probably get through them at the same time because Super Sense is pretty light. So yeah, so you don't necessarily need to read Superman. I think there's only one callback to like them initially becoming a team. So what made you keep reading it? Because like, you start reading it because it's obviously a super bad team up. Yeah. But sometimes they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Sometimes None of old. them have ever been bad. Yeah, they have. <laughs> sometimes they're old you and you're tired of it. You can only come so many stories. But yeah, um, the reason I kept up with it was because it was fun. I feel like there was nothing else happening in DC that was fun, like genuinely fun to read. 
That's fair. Because everything had just became so serious. And I feel like I, I really appreciated Tomasi and like his Superman run and Super Sons run because they were fun. They were fun to read. And it was just pretty lighthearted compared to everything else. And I just don't want to keep reading like heavy material, heavy material, heavy material all the time because I I personally need a break from that when I'm reading. So Super Sons was my break and I really grew to love both of the characters in the way they were presented. I think if anybody else touches Damien, I'd go back to being like, <laughs> and spitting on him, like, because <laughs> everyone just writes him so annoying. And I, and I just, I don't understand why nobody else takes the time to humanize Damien like Tomasi does. And it's really unfortunate. It really is. I think one of the interesting things about Tomasi was when we're at that mega, Megacon panel and he was just talking about having kids and just treating Damien like a child. And I think too many times writers, or I mean, I can't speak for a writer, but I think the content is caught up. I mean, as a reader, I feel like the content is caught up in Damien's origin, as if there hasn't been a character who stepped away from their past. Because Damien, I mean, just because he's young doesn't mean he can't grow from what he came from. And I think from your own perspective, because I've never read anything that maimed Damien Wayne in my life. It's okay, you're not missing out on much, <laughs> let me tell you. And I can attest to seeing Damien in things where he's not wanted. Red Robin, Detective Comics, his um, 2016 run with Tinian. Tinian? Tinian? Tinian. Tinian sounds so weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Tinian. But it's just like hearing that you can do new things with a character doesn't just mean that he has to be like a legal assassin heir. Yeah, like take a look at Cassandra. She came back from literally just being an assassin. It's like, and Damien's a lot younger. Like, he has room to grow and become a different person and become a better person. And they also touch upon that in Super Sons because there's an arc with Talia in it. And, like, it explores his dynamic with his mom, which a lot of the comics really leave out. Like, how you feel as a kid knowing that your mom is an assassin and, like, a horrible person and all this stuff. But at the same time, she's your mom and you care about her. And so it, like... Damien's struggle with dealing with that is explored and again no one else has really done that like you do get hints of it here and there because Damien always feels like he has to pick a side he has to either be with his mom on his mom's side on Talia's side or be everything Bruce wants him to be as a Robin because you know Bruce's expectations of his Robins are like through the roof and you're like I'm just a child Bruce um I'm literally <laughs> let's, let's 13 years old let's be real I'm surprised that Bruce Wayne is not spending every dime and resource at Wayne Enterprises to not go back in time and clone Dick Grayson as Robin let's <laughs> let's be real Jason was a problem he felt like he was gonna end up working for Tim and now he has Damien so no one was gonna be the way that Dick was <laughs> yeah not even Dick yeah he outgrew that yeah he outgrew the hero worship and he's like I'm gonna leave now and be my own man yeah peace wants to go um, back in time and just like clone little, <laughs> little um, zero little hour baby. <laughs> zero little hour. baby Dick Grayson yeah who was like yes sir I'm 10 years old let's Out go <laughs> But yeah, so I do enjoy that exploration as well. And you get to see John being built up as a character. And if you want more John, go read Superman because Tomasi writes that and he had a great run on Superman. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what you say, Didio. Family does sell. Fuck you. Anyway. Do you want to explore on why you keep on saying Didio says? Yeah, okay. So basically, the reason that Superman got turned over to 
Bendis was because they wanted to recreate Superman because Superman comics weren't selling the way that they should. I don't like I don't want to say that it was their fourth like fourth lowest grossing comic because that just sounds wrong and I feel like it was selling like at a decent rate from what I like saw in my comic book shop and like the polls online and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is selling almost as good as Batman, but nothing was really selling as good as Batman. So I did I thought it was unwarranted for them to completely re like reboot the character cuz I think it's just a personal preference. I really liked how Tomasi was writing Superman. Even as a family man, he was still a hero. And I don't think you need to separate those two things for you to be a successful hero. But I think DC does. And Didio does. Because that's why Superman is basically getting revamped. And spoiler... Yeah, I said spoiler, so if, if you don't want to hear this, you should probably turn this off. In Man of Steel, <laughs> in Man of Steel, he's basically getting rid of Lois and John to focus more on Superman. And I just don't think that that's necessary. So Bendis has a lot to prove to me because I thought the Tomasi one was really, really good. So back there's to a Super, lot, yeah. There's a lot writing on Bendis because I don't know how many comics I overpaid for just for them. <laughs> Bendis is here. Yeah, like they've been, they've been advertising that shit through the roof almost as much as the fucking wedding nothing will be advertised <laughs> as much as the fucking wedding it is the royal wedding of comics it really is like i saw a bunch of memes like the drake meme yeah he's like uh, and then he's like yeah or whatever uh and it was like the royal wedding versus like the bat cat wedding but anyway anyway yeah. super off track here yeah you, i just you can't talk dc right now without bringing up the wedding. yeah especially with the wedding literally being around the corner in three days this is probably getting published on the wedding day oh okay so today <laughs> woo, woo, wedding. yeah right now in the future i'll be standing in front of my comic shop being like hello give me my comic but anyway maybe crying on the way home <laughs> we'll see will they so, be good tears will they be bad tears that's that, the question that is the but question she will be crying <laughs> she'll be crying yeah no questions i'll be crying so in terms of super sun i guess i don't think i don't think i could ever read anything like with damien's face in it for too long that's completely but... fair that's completely fair but, I mean, do you, do you think, like, the series is good where it's ending, or do you think it feels canceled? Um, I think it's good where it's ending because we know that we're going to get more. Adventures of the Super Sons is going to release in August, at the same time that Bendis will start his new run on action comics. So Tomasi will still have Super, Super Sons for then, which I, th- I thank God every day for that. Because I don't think I could, I could really take a lot of, like, what DC is having to offer without having, like... Like I said, that that really fun comic that I really mm-hmm. enjoy reading. And not that I don't enjoy the other things that I'm reading, but they're just not... They're not the same feel. They're not the same tone. They're not just, like, two friends trying to navigate being a superhero and being a kid at the same time and going to school and like it's a really fun and cute dynamic and like if you want just a really light and fun read this is it and like the art's great the fight scenes are really great you get to see like john learn to fly like so many things that you see these characters go through and develop in such a short series and it's still really lighthearted and great and there's a lot of really really funny moments like between superman and batman and the kids and just like the fact that superman and batman have kids and they're running around together fighting crime like it's a really cute concept like if that's your jam if it's not then it's not but it's my jam and it was really really fun to read and again it definitely left on a on a to be continued note 
And I did think it was a good place to end because they started and ended it with the same villain. So you got to see them develop because they literally fought the same person. So you got to see them fight Kitamezo in the beginning and they weren't a team yet. Not really. They were still really fighting. They didn't like each other at all, but they were just trying to make it work to like save these people. That was their first team up and that was them first trying to take down a, a major villain together because Amazo is is if anyone is familiar with Amazo he's a really big Justice League villain he can take powers from people and so he basically had like the power all the powers of a league at one point and that's why he was so difficult to beat and so them fighting Kid Amazo they ended up needing to be rescued when they first fought him but then now you see how they fight him as a team like actually a team because they've had all of this time to develop their strengths with each other trust and all that stuff and you see them really working off each other and trying to find the best solution and ending up being way more successful with their second try than they were the first time so i think as a series you can even stop there and i i would have been happy with it like i think that it was very complete i'm definitely excited to see it continue But as a whole, I think you can sit down and read it and be really satisfied with what you've read. And I think that's really amazing for any series right now to just be able to sit down and be like, whoa, like, whoa, that was that was a lot of fun. And you feel satisfied with what you've read and not like, man, I wish I wish they would have given me more of this or more of that. But I feel Super Sense is definitely, I guess, similar to White Knight, its own contained story. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun because... Damien, the Damien in Super Sense is not the Damien you're going to see in any other comic right now. He was not the Damien in Detective Comics, let me tell you. He's not the Damien in Detective Comics. He's not the Damien in Batman. He's actually closer to the Damien in Batman than he is definitely in Detective Comics because there's a throwback in Batman to them, like, being a team and stuff. And Damien's softer. I think that's what happens, and I don't want to speak conclusively because I don't know every writer's history, but knowing Tomasi and knowing King, they have kids, and they are parents, so I think that might help the humanization of a character that has been stone cold and ruthless and, like, thirsty for blood, Yeah, and it's like, Damien, he's like, when he was introduced, he's 11, like, right now he's 13, and I'm like, can this kid stop being bloodthirsty? No? No? Two years? Not not, not enough, enough to regret ten year old you. I regret I regret myself from two minutes ago. So. <laughs> yeah, like he's just had no so little develop. Like his development has been really really slow. Definitely in Tomasi's hands, he's gotten further than literally anybody else. Like you can quote me on this. I promise you. I promise you. No one has tried to make Damien anything other than a little piece of shit brat who likes killing people other than Peter Tomasi. Let me tell you, 2009 Red Robin had the exact same Damien that 2017 Detective Comics has and had. Yeah, because people just don't care about him. So they write him like, yeah, he's this crazy little psycho kid no one likes. Yeah, and I mean... Like this little obnoxious, like elitist, stuck up. And... In Super Sense, he's not like that. Yeah, and I mean, he's not main in either of uh, either of those arcs that he's in. But I think if you kind of hard change to a character, then writers, I mean, as a whole, not only the ones who are writing on Super Sense or writing on any title he ends up getting, like Teen Titans, but will like recognize that there's a change in this character fundamentally. Just like nobody goes back to writing to Grayson as Robin. Like, you all know <laughs> that he's moved on as a person, so... 
come on, like, Damien should be able to do the same. Yeah, he should be able to grow as a character as any other character does. And I feel like he's definitely fallen through the cracks and been forgotten. And again, like you said, he's the, he's been the same for so long in a lot of mainstream comics that people don't even think that he could be any different. And let me tell you, Super Sons, he's very different. And I think this is something I realized until you started talking and I started thinking about the the actual series that I'm following and none of them I would recommend as lighthearted. <laughs> like, maybe that one arc in Titans, maybe. But anything that I'm reading right now from DC, it's or anything that I'm interested in, isn't something that you pick up to make yourself feel better. Or to just, like, stop thinking maybe about the Man world. with Man of Steel. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just here hoping that Bendis doesn't mean a solid <laughs> with Superman. And I think he writes a really good Superman. I'm not going to lie. So I'm not going to take that away from you, Bendis. I think your Clark has been on point so far. However, I feel like getting rid of his family is forced. Like, I wish it was, like, a reason for it. A, like, a good reason other than DC being like, we're just trying to make it all about Superman. So we're going to take away everything Tomasi did in Superman. No. Yeah. That's why it feels, like, forced to me. And, like, I don't know. He Again. I'm going to have to keep reading to see if I how this goes down with issue six and stuff. But regardless, if you want more John, you should read Tomasi's Superman run because he's in there <laughs> a lot. He's the main part of everything and like him teaming up with Clark and them fighting. And it's it's just really cool. And again, Super Sons, if you want to team up, that's a team up like on point. Super funny, really lighthearted. Damien's a human being. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's and, not something I thought I'd yeah. ever hear from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think those words would ever come out of my he mouth. He was like incubated, like Pokemon Go. Like they walked him. <laughs> <laughs> Talia walked him every day. No, no, not even Talia. Her servants walked him every day yeah, because Talia doesn't do the shit. League. No, the League in like a, the League. a freaking League of Assassin throne. They just kind of like walked the egg around until he was like, Boop, ready. Yeah, but it's a really fun, family-friendly read. And I think that's like one of DC's only family-friendly reads. But regardless, it's a lot of fun, and I think everybody should give it a shot. Even if you're like, mm, I don't know, like, at least get through the first arc with Kitamezo and see how you feel about them as a little pair. If you don't if you don't really feel it, mm, I don't know. I can't really tell you can keep reading it, but it does get better. <laughs> it gets better because you get to see them actually become a team. And, and I you think get that's something the whole... fun. Exactly. That's the whole point of the comic. It's basically them becoming a team. And it's really reminiscent of like how Batman and Superman started off. And like you can tell that they're definitely reflections of their parents, which I think is hilarious in a lot of situations. So you get a canon reason to get Batman and Superman to be children. Just because everyone plays around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... With like de-aging. Yeah, definitely similar to that because at the end of the day john is a little farm boy and damien's a little elitist basically he's a wayne through and through yeah. and he didn't even know it for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> definitely but yeah if you want a different side to damien a softer side definitely and you want to see him actually care about something that's not an animal then read super sense and if you want to learn more about john read super sense if you've made it this far then you care about something we've said so you should go out and buy White Knight and go out and buy Super Sons or at least read it. Do something with them. They'll enrich your life maybe a litter. A little. A litter? <laughs> a litter. They'll enrich your life with a litter of comics. Um, maybe just a little bit. Maybe you want to know more about the gritty side of D DC Comics. Or maybe you want to learn more about the fun, lighthearted side. Either way, something fun. Something good. Just a bottle of wine if you're too young to drink i guess you can just get grape juice pretend yeah um, <laughs> i think is smuckers the grape juice brand <laughs> what is it no I, wait, smuckers is the no smuckers is the jam bro what's what's the grape juice welch's welch's, welch's. 
Yeah, Welch's has sparkling grape juice. If you're under the age of 21, get that. Crack that open with Super Suns because I don't think you should be reading White Knight. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not of age. (laughs) If you're not of age, to my understanding, Sean Murphy wanted more hostility. He wanted more fight scenes, more gore, and some nudity. And DC said no because that's obviously when you go to Vertigo. Image. Which is the one that DC owns? Oh, DC owns one of them? DC owns one of Vertigo. them. Vertigo. He does. They don't own Image. Okay. Image is their own. Yeah, that's why. I was like, Vertig- wherever Sheriff of Babylon was published is owned by, <laughs> um, is owned by DC. But yeah, I don't think... I, I'm kind of glad I didn't go that route because I think it would have been too much in terms of my own need for for DC to have things that are more like public. Because like, I don't think I've ever seen full-blown nudity in a dc comic i mean i've seen catwoman's boobs plenty of times i don't read catwoman so that's where you go for boobs catwoman catwoman not all her runs though. <laughs> but definitely i think there's something for anyone who cares about seeing a different side of batman that's currently not being shown because i cannot conclusively speak for everything that has been written about batman because i would <laughs> never leave much. my house if it's i tried much. to read everything in all its iterations but currently it's something new and i want to say for at least the past five to ten years i haven't seen this kind of take on batman and the relationships with the city so i think that's definitely why someone should go out and at least read issue one get to thigh high boot batman like watch him step out of that car and and you'll just know that's why you should keep on reading so you can send us your own requests at our gmail you can tweet at us you can let us know why you hate white knight if you hate it you can let us know why you hate Super Sons if you hate it, which I doubt. No one can hate Super <laughs> Sons. They're too, they're too soft. They're too soft. If you do, come fight me because you can't hate them. Yes, if you email us, we'll let you know where you can come fight her. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, Didio? You can come fight me. <laughs> She'll go fight you. Just pay for the ticket. <laughs> so yeah, I guess this is us. Just bye. Till next issue. Get into the beat, boy. You got to be. Something to me. Yeah, it's not recording.